Hello, I am Grace Obise, and I especially welcome you to the first episode of the Pareto Jobs podcast. I am a certified human resource professional and I got certified by the Human Resource Certification Institute, HRCI. My passion for human resources has motivated me to help you scale up the ladder in your career and keep you abreast of new trends in the professional world. It doesn't matter your level of professionalism. I assure you, you're going to get value in this podcast. It is said that information is power. And so the goal of this podcast is to give you that information. In today's episode, I will be talking about how to beat the ATS as an applicant. You might be wondering what an ATS is, or maybe you have heard the term before, but do you really know how it affects you as an applicant? This is the focal point of this podcast. So, what is an ATS? ATS stands for Applicant Tracking System. Applicant Tracking System. Permit me to use the acronym ATS in the course of this podcast. According to Wikipedia, An ATS is a software that enables the electronic handling of recruiting and hiring needs. The ATS has several uses, but I'll be focusing on how you can use the ATS as a job applicant. So what does the ATS do that most applicants are not aware of? Some weeks ago, I was asked about how to write a good CV and I had to tell my audience about the ATS. You can have a good looking CV or resume, but if it doesn't meet the standard of the ATS, it wouldn't get to the recruiter's desk or even pass to the next stage of the hiring process. One goal of the ATS is to reduce bias that comes in the hiring process. Because the ATS is a robot, the bias that comes with human beings handling the hiring process is highly reduced. So how does the ATS work? The ATS filters applications. It keeps the applications that aligns best with the job description. How does it do this? It does this through matching keywords, also known as ATS keywords. You might want to ask, how does the ATS know what the keywords are? So this is how the recruiter identifies specific words or specific um, phrases 
as requirements for positions. The details on your CV should carry these keywords which you can see in the job description. So let me talk about LinkedIn. LinkedIn has an ETS called the LinkedIn Talent Hub. The relevant future this ATS has with regards to the topic today is the applicant auto ranking. It focuses on the most qualified applicants with a list ranked based on how closely they match the job requirements. The recruiter can also see who is a good fit for the role. I personally use LinkedIn to advertise job vacancies. So this is how it works for me. As a recruiter, when recruiting a job vacancy, you can set up questions that match your job description for applicants so that when people apply for the job, LinkedIn will rank this candidate from the best to the least based on how well they match the questions and the job requirements. As an applicant, you need to be mindful of all this. This is why you cannot have one CV or resume for all applications that you make. So let's get right to the, into the main point. How can you, as a job applicant, beat the ATS? Remember, the ATS means Applicant Tracking System. One, by using keywords. I've explained this earlier. You use keywords that match well with the job description. Two, avoid using columns and tables on your CV or resume because columns and tables can cause errors when the system um, is analyzing the, the CV or resume. Three, use standard headings. This is because the ACS uses headings to navigate your CV to avoid parsing errors. It is advisable to name your headings as follows. Contact information, education, skills, work experience. Let me repeat that. It is advisable to name your headings as follows. Education, contact information, skills, work experience. The whole idea is to keep your CV simple, especially when you know that an ETS is involved. 4. Use full acronyms. Let me give you an example of this. When you write, let's say, MSC Accounting, you need to also write the full meaning of MSC, which is Masters of Science. 
this is just to keep you on the safe side so that the software can understand what you're writing there and um, lastly check your grammar and spelling check your grammar and spelling the ATS cannot discern what you are trying to say or spell unlike when it is a human that is going through your CV so you have to be very careful so that the ATS can match the keywords correctly because if you make a mistake in either your grammar or spelling the software wouldn't recognize it and it might just discard it so one thing you need to know is that if you've been making applications it's possible that one of your applications might have been disqualified by the ATS and you might be thinking ah this recruiter didn't uh, maybe call me for interview or they rejected my application and all that but sometimes it is the ATS that does the filtering and putting away of applicants that don't sorry putting away applications that don't really meet the standard of the recruiter but take note in a bid to beat the ATS please and please do not provide false information about yourself make sure that all information about you must be true thank you very much for taking our time to listen to this episode today I hope this helps you in your next application and I also wish to see you in the next episode of the Pirate Jobs podcast. Please do well to, to like the podcast, to subscribe to the podcast on YouTube, to follow on Facebook and I assure you you will not regret any of this. Thank you very much. Hey. Hey, hello, and welcome to the second episode of the Parity Jobs Podcast. If this is the first time you're listening to the Parity Jobs Podcast, I say welcome. So in the first episode, I talked about how you can beat the ATS as a job applicant. And the ATS means the Applicant Tracking System. This system is now commonly used by um, recruiters during the hiring process if you haven't listened to the podcast please kindly do so 
So today I'll be talking about what your CV should have and what it shouldn't have. People write CVs with a lot of mistakes and I have personally come across such kind of CVs. Not to worry, I'll be clarifying um, what your CV should have and what um, it shouldn't have. So, what should your CV have? What should you include in your CV? You should include your contact information, which includes your full name, your address, your phone number, your email address, or your LinkedIn profile link, or any professional um, link. And also, you should include your academic history that is applicable. I don't will not advise you to um, include maybe your um, first school living certificate, uh, your primary school and maybe secondary school, except if um, that's where you um, ended your education or something. But if you went to a higher institution, just include your higher institution and that's it. Also, you should include your professional experience. Include the organization where you worked, the job title, the dates you were employed, and a summary of your experience and achievements. And also, you should include your qualifications and skills. List the combination of your hard and soft skills that you've developed throughout your career. And also, include your awards and honors, if you have any. For each award, add the name, the year received, the organization that gave you the award, and any pertinent details. And also, you can include your publications and presentations, if you have any. For publications, provide a full citation, including your co-authors, your date, um, the summary, volume, page, your DOI number. For presentations, provide the title, the date, and venue where you presented. And also, your CV should have your professional associations. List the organization's name, the location, or chapter, and the date of active membership. And also include grants and scholarships. Provide the name of the grant or scholarship, the date awarded, and the institution that provided the award. And also licenses and certifications. You need to include this. Include the name of the license or certificate, the date you earned it, and the institution that awarded it. And also include your volunteer experiences, your the languages or language that you speak, and additional training um, and courses. So these are things that you should have in your CV. Then what you should not include in a CV, this is the most important because this can make your cv to piss off the hiring manager or just you know get um bored with your cv what you should not include your personal stuff 
don't include your marital status please and please don't include religious preference your age your state all these are irrelevant and if you don't want to be discriminated against for a position because of all this maybe your age your state just just leave them you don't need it in your cv and this is one thing i have been seeing repeatedly in the cv date of birth you know all those things they are not needed please and two inconsistent formatting once you start with a particular format maintain it till the end it makes it easiest for the hiring manager to scan your cv and still be able to pick out your key qualifications and career goals and also change your email address if your email address is not professional at all change it if you still use um, email addresses like Miss J123 at gmail.com or real chick for life at yahoo.com. <laughs> it's time to pick a new one, please, and make it professional. You can use your name as your email address. You can use maybe Caleb Joshua at gmail.com, Joy Ebenezer at yahoo.com. You know, professional email and also avoid adding or putting your picture of yourself it is a no-no it's just weird and distracting it is not needed at all and also references if your employers need your references they'll ask you so don't bother including it I'm certain that if you adhere to these rules, I assure you that you're going to get a job interview invite. Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Pirato Jobs podcast. If you're just listening to the Pirato Jobs podcast for the first time, I say welcome. In the first episode, I talked about how you can beat the ATS as a job applicant. And the ATS means applicant tracking system. This system is now commonly used by recruiters um, during the hiring process so if you haven't listened to the the episode please kindly do so today i'll be talking about what you should include in your cv and what you shouldn't include people write cvs with a lot of mistakes i have personally uh, come across this cvs that has mistakes or things that are not supposed to be there but not to worry that's why i'm taking this episode today just to clarify um what you should have and what you shouldn't have in your cv so what do you include in your cv one 
your contact information. Include your full name, your address, your phone number, and your email address. You can also include your LinkedIn profile link or any other professional profile links that you may have. Two, your academic history. List the schools you've attended. Include the title of the degree you earned, the year you graduated, and the name of the school. Three, your professional experience. Include the organization where you worked, the job title, the dates you were employed, and a summary of your experience and achievements. Four, your qualifications and skills. List a combination of hard and soft skills you've developed throughout your career. Five, award and honors. For each award, add the name, year received, the organization that gave you the award, and any pertinent details. Six, publications and presentations. For your publications, provide a full citation, including your co-authors, date, summary, volume, page, DOI number, and for your presentations, provide the title, the date, and venue where you presented. Seven, your professional associations. List the organization's name, location or chapter, and the date of active membership. Eight, grants and scholarships. Provide the name of the grant or scholarship, date awarded, and the institution that provided the award. Nine, licenses and certifications. Include the name of the license or certificate, the date you earned it, and the institution that awarded it. 10, your volunteer experience. 11, languages. 12, additional training and courses. So these are things that you should include in your CV. These are, these are things that are relevant in your CV. So let's get to what you should not include in your CV. Please and please, this is the most important part of this podcast. These are things you should not include at all. This should not be seen in your CV at all. One, your personal stuff. Don't include your marital status, your religious preference, your date of birth, your state, please and please. These these things are not needed at all. If you don't want to be discriminated against for a position because of maybe your marital status or your religion or your age or where you come from, your state, please and please don't include them. They are not needed. Two, inconsistent formatting. Once you start with a particular format, maintain it till the end. It makes it easier for the hiring manager to scan your CV and still be able to pick out your key qualifications and career goals. Three, please and please 
use professional email address don't use um email address that are less than professional if you see use um email addresses such as missj123 at gmail.com or realchickforlife at yahoo.com it's not needed it's, it's a no-no you are not going to it's not a social media platform this is a professional thing you are doing so you need a professional email so it's time you pick a new one and make it professional just to make things easy for you use your name as your email um, address for example um, Jemima Emmanuel at yahoo.com David Yakubu at yahoo.com use your name it's 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 I think it's the best professional email address you can have number four thing that you should not include in your CV is your photo it is a no-no it is just weird and distracting it's not needed at all your picture is not needed in your CV and also number five reference don't include your reference if your employers or the recruiters need your reference they'll ask you for it so don't even bother at all especially when they don't ask for it so these are things that you should not include in your CV and also I'm very positive that if you hack into all these things that um, I've said in this podcast I assure you that your CV will be um, a CV that will get you to the next phase of the hiring process and which is um, the interview so please take note of what you should have in your cv and what you shouldn't um, have in your cv what you shouldn't include in your cv and um, i wish you the very best in life and in your career as a whole so if you have any questions i'm here for you you can just put them down and um I'll answer them. Thank you very much. Have a lovely day.